0: Another episode, man. Episode 17. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome, Pavel. How you doing, man?
1: I'm a little under the weather, but I'm doing well. Evan, how are you doing?
0: I am doing fabulous. Hey, thanks to everyone that joined in early here tonight. We are excited to be back two weeks off. uh, So I I pulled a blunder last week. Some of you might have figured that out. Pavel, tell them my blunder last week. You thought that we were going live, even though you said it was two weeks off. While I was vacationing
1: in BC, which was beautiful, with the family, and I'm getting notifications that we're going live, and I'm like, I am not prepared—not that <laughs> I ever am—because, as you say, I know nothing about hockey. But you got—you gave me a bit of a scare, you know. And my heart can't handle that kind of pressure, Evan. You know, that's—that's that's a lot to put on me. But
0: you know what? We fixed your
1: mistake, everyone. We can all forgive Evan that sometimes no one's perfect. <laughs> Thank
0: and, you so much. So. Yeah, you know, hey, so so I actually do know a thing or two about hockey, but obviously I know nothing about setting times and knowing what my days are. Literally, I was like, oh man, it's already two weeks. We've had two weeks off. I better get on. So I got everything set up and I sent it out. And within five minutes, Pavel was like, um, are we meeting tonight? I didn't think we we're meeting. I'm in BC, but... And so thank you, Pavel. You were ready to uh, quickly bail me out. But uh, luckily, I actually needed the time because I was pretty sick last week, too, at the same time. So thanks, man. So so you you gave me the sickness, and now I have to deal with it. But unlike you, (laughs) I'm showing
1: up for the show ready to go. But I'm just kidding. Evan, we have a great show for uh, for our fans tonight. Uh, Thank you for tuning in wherever you are. Remember that we're live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You know we love uh, checking, uh, connecting with you guys. You guys coming on to watch. We're found on Facebook, on Twitter. You can find Ev at RevanEv. Uh, RevanEv on Twitter. <laughs> you can check out our YouTube page. Make sure you give us a subscribe. Uh, click that subscribe button. Get online, Evan. We've got a lot to talk hey. about.
0: Hey. Uh, also, weeks, don't don't forget uh, our partnership with the Sports Empire. Um, They continually build, uh, so you might be catching us from the Sports Empire as their hockey show. So, guys, thanks for joining in. Um, If you are looking and you have other interests like basketball, uh, football, of all sorts, college, everything, you just want to talk a lot of other sports, definitely check out the Sports Empire Network and all their podcasts. There's some incredible hosts, which we're going to be having a few on soon here. In fact, uh, just earlier in the comments there, hey, Jeremy, how you doing, man? Um. Nice to see you, a Colorado boy. Colorado, woo! <laughs> Great game. I got to go see that game. Uh, thanks to Jordan,
1: a fan and guest of the show. Uh, he um, took me to the Colorado versus Edmonton game. What a wild game! McKinnon, that dangle. I tell you, the guy is unstoppable. One of the best players. But anyways,
0: go ahead. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and uh, get started a little bit here. So if hopefully there won't be too many little errors, I'm trying to adjust my palatial studios here and setting up a more of a a different environment. So, um, number one, the light was just all over me on my face before I was so white. Like, Hey folks, I'm white, but I was ghost white. Like literally every blemish was gone because I was just as white as the snow outside unless a dog peed in it. You know what I mean? um that that's a little talk from when i lived in louisiana so uh hey let's get right into it let's talk about team canada connor bedard dylan gunther the works of those boys give me your thoughts on the series and what you were able to at least listen to watch what you were able to follow i mean it was a great overall tournament i think
1: uh there was some quite interesting storylines that came out a few upsets you know out at the beginning with canada uh, Canada trying to do the Michigan and yeah. failing that game. Uh, you know, the battle for bronze between the U.S. and Sweden, what that looked like. Um, you know, Fabian Lysel getting kicked out in that bronze medal game. Overall, I think um, it was a really exciting tournament. Uh, Halifax and Moncton, I'm proud of you guys for hosting such a great tournament. And it looked great. Um, you know, overall, it looked great and it was fun. Oh, the one thing people need to understand that the IHF has different rules than the NHL. So what you think may be goalie interference, or what is you know a penalty, or something yes. to kick out is different. So people can get upset, like, oh, that shouldn't have been a penalty, or that's only two minutes. These are not the NHL rules, and we can discuss NHL rules another time.
0: But overall, the yeah.
1: tournament uh, Connor Godard <laughs> yeah. really came out of the woodwork and really highlighted. He became the top scorer. For uh Team Ooh. Canada and as well as uh, you know, in the history of Team Canada, you know. I'm looking at you Eric Lindros. I'm looking at you, Jordan Eberle some big goals by those guys. But uh no great tournament. What are your thoughts, Evan?
0: Well, you know, I I I I I I'm kinda jealous because everyone is excited and jumped on the Connor Bedard bandwagon. I've been talking about him for over three years when people were barely talking about him saying, why are you talking about him? And of course, everybody knows now. So I I have to say, I feel like when I'm talking about him, people are like, yeah, 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 we know all that. But you didn't know that you weren't making this call three years ago. That this was a generational player. But what, what I will say, um, I know some, like, for example, Bob Stoffer uh, of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, their radio broadcast color man, he refers to him a lot to play a lot like Marcel Dion. Um, a little bit smaller of a player, not as thick, um, very strong legs, very shifty, very agile, can shoot, can pass, uh, very good that way. But it's interesting because he, he has the makeup. He can grind it down around the goal like Sidney Crosby. He has the shiftiness and the IQ of, let's say, a Gretzky or a McDavid when he's out there on the ice. Um, but at the same time, his leadership already at this age on a team when he is one of the youngest guys on that team is amazing. So he, he has a little bit of that Marc Messier without the attitude and the elbow, if you know what I mean. Um, so anyway, I, I, I digress a little bit about it. But I think what's really cool is when everyone started, Czechia started uh, focusing on Bedard, it opened up the rest of the teammates. And guys like Dylan Gunther of the Arizona Coyotes, um, by the way, who is looking to very well go back and play for the WHL, the Canadian Hockey League's uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, or hopefully looking for a trade.
1: Great player. We watched him here. Possibly. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And he was great in the U18s with Bedard and Wright. With speaking of, let me go to another player, Wright. Um, uh, they looks like they were not able to get a trade for the Frontiacs. But where is Shane Wright? I had a bunch of you naysayers saying, no, 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 no. He's up with the big team. He's not going back. They held on to him. They tried to see what they could do to get more playing time for him. But he's back in the OHL, which you know what? This is great for his game. Uh, by the way, I have to let you know I have a new jersey coming. So Zilster was went to Seattle to see them lose. Was it 6-2 to the Edmonton Oilers down in Seattle? And she got me a Shane Wright jersey. So uh, think she it says was I
1: was
0: 7-2. What was it, 7-2? Yeah. yeah, you're more worried about the 7-2, and I'm more thinking I got a Shane Wright cracking jersey, man. I'm pretty excited and pumped that. So, Zilstra, thank you so much. I am going to display it behind me. And yes, I am a believer of Shane Wright, and I still see him as their number two centerman. Of course, unless they win the sweepstakes, tank a bit here, and uh, end up uh, luckily getting Connor Bedard in the draft, and that'll change the whole dynamic of the Kraken, which we know the percentage is so low that that'll happen. But anyway, it was a great tournament. Great tournament. Yes
1: could we just uh, acknowledge how incredible Seattle has been this year how smart Ron Francis looks right now with having still cap space uh how deep and good they are down the middle and you know a lot of young guys coming up but also how well their wingers are playing and scoring and for some reason Martin Jones is doing excellent to net you know he's not you know yeah. being um Maybe recognized for the Vesna, but but he's really picked up his game. And I mean, Seattle's in a playoff spot, in second place right now. In the Pacific yeah, absolutely,
0: League.
1: they're kicking butt. Their wingers are coming up. Berenguer looks like um, uh, a front runner for the Calder. Like that's that's my vote right now. And they're fun yeah. to watch. And I actually met someone over the holidays who had gone like Zilstra to um, Seattle to watch a game. Yeah. It was one of the most electrifying buildings he's ever been to in the
0: NHL. And he's from Edmonton. Oh, so. I- interesting. So, uh, I actually, I told Zilster when she's out here in Edmonton, I'm going to take her to Rogers to compare. She just got back from an ECHL game, seeing the Toledo team uh, play down there. I don't even remember who they're affiliated with. I'm sure she can tell us. So, she's been down, caught up the, the Roadrunners. She's planning to catch the Coyotes at uh, the Mullet um she's so she was in seattle of course she's going to Abbotsford to see the canucks and she's checking out some different arenas but she had said that it was very steep on that upper level she was up in the the one top corner but um my question for her was the video screens because it's the first of its kind in hockey um and she said the sight lines were wonderful it felt so open and she actually enjoyed it because the uh, being especially in the back end on the corners, it felt much better actually being able to follow with a play on the ice at the same time. So it'll be interesting. She's going to be able to compare it too. we should have some, I, I think. Uh, so next week uh, we're going to have Sean fiery on the show, Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, let's we'll shuffle this over a bit. So Sean, get ready next week. We'll be in contact with you in the next day or two. Um, he's coming to Edmonton and Calgary to see his Tampa Bay lightning. For those that are not familiar with Sean fiery, he was a guest last year who came on our show, who is traveling to other NHL arenas to see his Tampa Bay Lightning take on those teams. And that's one of his missions. So he'll be on to share more, of, update us on all the arenas he's been at. And uh, he's going to be checking out Roger's place. So it'll be interesting uh, to get his thoughts. But it'll be interesting to get the thoughts of a bunch of people who have been in a lot of different arenas. And maybe we could have a show that's designed around that. So I, I do want to uh, make mention. Of course, I'm going to throw it up there just for you guys. Again, Wednesdays we go live 7 p.m. You can always catch us afterwards on our different feeds on Twitter, uh, on uh, Facebook, and also on YouTube and through all the feeds the Sports Empire Network. But what what I want to mention is upcoming. We have Glenn Ringdale uh, going to be coming on. We don't have a final date set. He is the former vice president of the Vancouver Canucks back in the day when Pat Quinn and Brian Burke were there as the GM and coach. Also former vice president of the BC Lions. And uh, he was president of the Chilliwack Chiefs that brought him into on the west coast so that's thing. so i want to say hey thanks out to my lawyer uh who is the son-in-law of glenn that gave us a little in thank you glenn if you're catching this even now uh, and uh, i also want to say we are working on a show right now that we are planning to have four youngsters on that are between the ages of five and ten with their one of their brothers, sister, parent, uh, we're going to have kind of a kids show that we're going to plan to do. We want to hear from the kids what it feels like to be out there on the ice. Uh, let's see how well they can interview compared to the Crosbys of the world.) Mm-hmm. So there's my little plug about some of the stuff going on before we get to our next topic. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting because really
1: it's about the kids. Kids go out there to have fun and enjoy the game, and I'm excited to show my son. So I took my son, who was just a little over six months old, to his first ever uh, Western Hockey League game, the Victoria yep. Royals versus the Vancouver Giants. What a game. Woo! I sent some videos. We're hoping to upload them sometime this week to the website, get them out there, but... You know, there was fighting, there was goal scoring, there was some wildness to the game, and the crowd got into it, and it was fun, and my kiddo fell asleep, so I'm a little worried, (laughs) Evan. I'm a little worried.
0: Well, don't forget, you do have to work your times around his times right now. So uh, I'm I'm sure, you know, you break, he was taking – a nap break, you know, it just, oh. the, that's the difference too. So, Hey, I do want to say, um, I don't know if it's going to happen right now, but the 2024 winter classic will be in Seattle. It will be in Seattle. T, uh, what is it? The, uh, T-Mobile, uh, park. T-Mobile, I think the, uh,
1: arena.
0: No, it's not arena. It's, it's the one, it's the actually football stadium in Seattle. So I think T-Mobile the arena yeah, it, i believe it's called the arena of the T Mobile in, in Vegas, but the Vegas Golden Knights are gonna be in Seattle at their park there. So if anyone knows it, you can just throw no, it in the comments. Arena. In the arena. So they're I thought they're playing in Seattle. So that yeah. means they're playing in Vegas then. Yeah. That's no, that doesn't make it. sense. That doesn't make sense because T Mobile it can't be an arena. That that that, that doesn't make sense here. Someone help for clarification. T-Mobile Why would an park. arena park. park? Okay, okay. Like, like I say, my, don't ask my partner for any advice uh, when uh... <laughs> I, I thought it was a park, not an arena. They're playing outside. So, so my sister Zylstra has asked if I'd like to plan for a trip and to buy tickets to go to the 2024 uh, T-Mobile Park to watch the Winter Classic between the Vegas, the last two expansion teams. So uh, a, I'm Jer- thinking Jeremy about it.
1: correcting us in the chat. Jeremy
0: oh, thank you, Jeremy.
1: The baseball stadium for the Seattle Mariners.
0: Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. I, I, I thought it was. So he's actually correcting you. He wasn't actually correcting me. That's true. Uh, That's true. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, thank you, does, in all fairness, though, I have the notes down here in front of me, though, too, right? So, all right. Hey, let's talk a little bit around the NHL, some different stuff, and we'll get to some other topics of other leagues. Um, listen, the Blues, I want. I don't know if everyone's catching on here. Now, they, they started in the last week here to start winning a few after losing. But they have Tarasenko and O'Reilly out. And respectively, they're between four to five weeks between those two guys before coming out back. Um, I'm going to tell you guys, if you're looking for players that are tradable, look to the St. Louis Blues. There's a couple different reasons is you're not looking at a team here that is going to be able to repeat that was in last place, that was close in all their games, that had uh, goaltending that was actually faring well, defense was faring well. They're a very different built team. And two of their stars in Tarasenko and O'Reilly being out is really going to hurt them because you're talking um, like what? So January, like February 7th to the 10th minimum before these guys get back? So I, I, I do not think that they're going to be a buyer. I think you're looking at them being a seller this trade deadline. What do you think? True.
1: Um, I mean, the one big thing and the caveat is we know that uh, Vladimir Cherisenko is in his final year of his contract. That's $7.5 million. It's a big one, but I know he's wanted out. That hasn't changed. He's performing for the team, uh, except for this injury now. He still yep. wants out. Ryan O'Reilly, he's also up this year. He's going to be at UFA. And if you think Doug is going to walk away from that and just give up on his players without getting even some type of assets, I don't yep. think so. I think he's going to want to trade them. The problem is no team wants to trade for an injured player. We're looking at you, Jacob Chikrin, right? What happened? Because he hasn't been traded, but or. uh GMs wanted to see what uh, what he was before they uh, started calling Arizona about it. So definitely those are uh, some big names that could come out. One of the less sexier names that you may notice is Ivan Barbashev, uh, a defenseman. Mm, a quiet, yeah, stay-at-home defenseman, nope. very solid St. Louis Blues fan.
0: Uh, is he a defenseman? I thought Barbashev was oh. a forward.
1: Is he okay? Yeah.
0: He <laughs> it's okay. Hey, everyone. We're a little rusty. We haven't got all of our ducks. He's a right winger.
1: Uh, in... Sorry. He's a right winger. I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, okay. He may be on the trade uh, block. Uh,
0: yes, I've heard that. He may be
1: interested in getting I'm, I'm sorry, St. Louis. There's quite a few players there. Um, and Bennington really needs to just stand on his head. I know the antics have kind of reduced, but after Craig they kind of called him out in the media, um, yeah. but it looks like they're really missing Villeguoso. Like, him leaving has really affected this team, right? Nothing against Charlie Lindgren, but, you know, he just wanted that extra backup. So definitely interesting. And, uh, I mean, I think there'll be sellers. I, I thought that St. Louis would sort of come out of the woodwork, but they've been too sweet. Kind of like the Vancouver yeah. Canucks.
0: It's like you win a few, you lose a few.
1: You win a few, you lose a few.
0: Hey, so just I just want to throw hats off. So right now, uh, so just throwing out. So Jeremy just came on and said, he just took a break from watching the Portland Winterhawks uh, versus the Saskatoon Blades. Jeremy, yeah, let's rep it for the WHL, man. Um, also, Daryl McMullen, he runs a couple, of, you follow him on Facebook. He works with the Jets, so he's all promoting the Jets here tonight. Um, as well as uh, just a quick mention I want to throw out here. You see, this is the other thing Jeremy says. I'll be at the Winter Classic in 2024. So that's why you know I get it now. Of course, I wasn't paying attention to my feed, so I apologize. Um, And then, of course, uh, so Kyle and I have talked on his show, and we've talked a little bit off, but uh, we're going to try and get Kyle. He works also with the Sports Empire Network as Jeremy's just recently been on with Kyle. And uh, we definitely, definitely want to get you on, Kyle, because we want to talk Bruins. I know you see behind Pavel. Maybe we'll get you on with Mike Smith, our, our buddy. Not the goalie, the analytics guru. And, well, and, uh,
1: and Boston has been on fire. Uh, really oh, so
0: I know. So let's go to that in a sec. So I just want to mention this. So, Jeremy, you said we should get. Get Jim Houston on, my favorite. So, man, I don't know what kind of pull you think. I thought we had good pull to get Leah Hextall on. Maybe we'll go back to Leah and see if she'll help find a way to get Jim come on. That would be a wonderful cue. Maybe we need to ask a little bit bigger than we have been uh, with it. But, yeah, Jim Jim is fabulous. Uh, think of EA Sports, man, when I think yeah. of Jim. He made EA Sports, right? You know, with it. you guys it, so. have
1: any, any connections? Let us know. We love to hear from people uh, from all levels of hockey. Not not just in the game, but even outside the game. Connect uh, connect with me or Evan offline. Connect with our Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, Two Guys in Hockey Talk. And we'd love to uh, connect with these people and get them on the
0: show because we love
1: having guests talking hockey.
0: Oh, man. Absolutely. Uh, let's touch over on the Predators because uh, there, there are a couple teams that have been kind of just recently, in this last week and a half, they kind of have gone on a bit of a roll, but they're going to be working hard to press. Expect them to be also a seller. I, there is a chance they could push for an outside, but there is a chance that they can move Matthias Ekholm. That is a name that keeps being put out there. Frank Cervelli has him out there. I know that uh, Bob McKenzie, even though he's not doing the same work he used to do, has talked about it. Um, it's been talked about... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember, uh, who else is, um, not Frank Cervelli, uh, oh Button? man, not Craig Button, oh I can't Elliott even, Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick? Jeff Merrick, oh, a- Jeff Merrick, Jeff Merrick, Jeff Merrick, there we go, Jeff Merrick had also been talking about, uh, but uh, Matthias Eckholm will be interesting, now you got to make salary work, someone if they want to check their cap there, I don't have it handy in front of me, but I believe he's like what, six and a half or somewhere around there? Um, I, I didn't look it up, but I mean, that's going to be some money eaten. But if someone wants to make a run, and I believe he has one more year left on his contract. I could be wrong. Are you, are you pulling it up while we're talking?
1: I am. I am. I'm getting it right now. Okay. So, so 1.4 million in cap space. And Mr. Acom has four UFA
0: or uh, uh, four more years, four He's years. Okay. Four What's years. He, how old is he? Is he 32 right now? he is uh yes 32 yeah. so he's in but and and he's at how much again 6.25 million 6.25 wow wow yeah let let's uh let's definitely uh watch for that because i definitely see that, that being a move that that could work good for the predators by the way cuz they could get some good parts coming back and, and they've always been a good team to rebuild uh, or to retool rather than rebuild, right?
1: Well, I'm I'm gonna so we're gonna go back a little bit to Seattle, but I know there was some recent comments from David Pohl, the GM um, of the Nashville Predators, about yep. them waiving Eli Tobinan and who got picked up by Seattle, and he's been putting up points for Seattle. So I know they said that they didn't think he was going to – they thought he was going to clear, that he was going to be picked up, and he's turned out to be a a great pickup for Seattle. So that could come back and bite them uh, for Nashville, right, especially since they need scoring.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Oh, by the way, you see behind me? I'm showing one there's of the one, there's older... There's so much what, to look what, behind. <laughs> so looking behind me at the jersey, the black jersey, that's one of my favorites of uh, Team Canada when they went with the bl- all black. Um, so I was going to say, I wanted to come back to Hockey Canada. There's been a lot lot of talk that we've had and we've given you updates on different stuff. I think it's very important for people to know uh, a little bit more. So right now, the Ontario Police... Uh, There is no specific complaint. There's no complainant. So in other words, someone isn't specifically coming out and saying this has happened. And so it makes it very difficult for the Ontario police to do any actual investigations. And unfortunately, at this point, unless somebody comes forward or some new news comes into place, if anything did happen, as has been said, nothing's going to be done about it. And it's just going to be, uh, I mean, obviously, at least they've changed the structure in Hockey Canada that they're not going to be able to sweep stuff like this under the rug. It's going to be very transparent in the future um, with it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, no one has come forward and to uh, in order to proceed with the case. So right now, it's kind of sitting at a standstill for anyone that's been following. All right. Hey, I want to talk about Cale McCarr. I got him behind me. Kale McCarr, man. I know, Jeremy, you love Kale McCarr. <laughs> uh, let, let me tell you a couple things about Kale McCarr. I wrote down a couple facts. I don't know if you guys uh, actually uh, were aware of or not. Uh, did you know he had 200 points? 200 points in fewer than his first 200 games? Wow. Like Like, that is insane for a guy his size and his stature... He has always excelled, and he took his own routes. Um, he is the first defenseman to do so in over a hundred years. Wow! Wow! Now, that tells you the kind of player that he is. And I know we talked about him at the end of last year, um, but it's interesting. I don't know if anyone saw his game a week, little over a week ago, I believe, eight nine days ago, where Kale McCarr he he actually waved off the penalty call. He, yeah. his sportsmanship, he waved it off. And then afterwards they said, why would you wave off a call? And his answer was, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> you got to love the sportsmanship of the guy. It's like a, it's like a shiny game. But no, 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 no. It's okay.
1: I think that was against the, Islanders. no, no,
0: it didn't really happen. Uh, uh, yes, yes. I believe it was. I believe it was. Uh, So um, the other thing, I don't know if people know he is, I'm giving you a few facts on him. He is the nephew of former Atlanta flame and Chicago Blackhawk, Tom Lysiak. So some of you guys have been around remember old Tom Lysiak. Uh, The other thing is he took a different route instead of going through the CHL. He went to the NCAA played. So he played in the AJHL first. uh, And then with the, uh, I believe it was the Brooks bandits is where he was. And He took sports management uh, and he maintained a 3.5 grade level. I mean, this guy is not just smart. He is super smart. And uh, the other thing is, is he always has loved engineering. And if you think about it, he, he walks that ice. He skates along there like he's an engineer. Like he knows all the angles. He knows. It's like, I'm sure he knows the measurements of where you have to place this to get there. You know, it's just like a marksman with a rifle that goes out there. So anyway, some interesting uh, things about him. Hey, let's do something. I never told you about this, uh, Pavel. So what I'm going to do is I want you to give me, I'm going to ask for three, okay? You guys, you can quote in uh, on the side here as well. So Jeremy, I see that uh, you just put on here. Let's just take a look what you're saying. Uh, uh, So you're saying he'll be the greatest defenseman we've ever seen since Bobby R play the game. Uh, big yeah, shoes, big I, shoes to fill. You know, um, it's interesting because he's not bad defensively either. In the beginning, yeah. you know, we I wasn't sure. But, yeah, definitely I saw in the playoffs last year it was very different. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. You guys can kind of chime in now. This is what we're going to do. Top hated players who were crybabies or violent. So they could be a crybaby or a violent person. Give me your top three, Pavel. Who do you got in any order? So define crybaby and define violent. Like, uh, make it your choice. Or... Make it your choice.
1: So, Violent players as like currently active players? Or it could
0: be active of all time. Of all time. Any player. Any player. NHL, non-NHL. Anything that you know of. I'm sure it'll be NHL because that's what you'll know. But... Top I mean, Hated Rafi, players. Rafi
1: Torres comes to mind when it comes to like a very hated player and like a very violent, <laughs> aggressive player. Um,
0: he hurt a few players. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got to think now. And
0: oh, names. okay, Jer- Jeremy's saying Todd Bertuzzi. Todd uh, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. I'm going to say oh.
1: violent player. One would be Scott Stevens, uh, with his injury to Lindros. That was wow. The one.
0: Um, that okay. was definitely,
1: uh, Nice. Todd has a good honorable mention. Crybabies. See, players don't really cry. I mean, I know there's, there's this part of the fandom that believes Crosby is a pr- crybaby or some of the superstars. Yeah, yeah, there, but I yeah. Don't, I don't buy it. I think he just
0: doesn't like it. You know, hey, Gretzky was called grabs, a crybaby.
1: Things like that.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay, well, let's just call him violent. So let, let me throw a player out there. That uh, you you would have just started watching when he's ending his career, but was Claude Lemieux? Oh yeah. Claude Lemieux. Man, he was like the agitator, violent. He, he'd always be whining, you know. So he was a mix of the two. Uh, but let me give you my number one. I think most hated player is Marty McSorley. Oh. Marty McSorley. He was. Uh, uh, like literally now just so if you didn't know who he was he was a forward he followed Gretzky he, he played with Gretzky he basically stood up to his side a lot played on the same line even Um, and he defended against all oncomers but he was violent now he ended his career he hit Donald Pershear in the head with a stick and that was the last game that he ever played now that was violent so that's one um, let me give you another one here. Matt Cook. Yes. Matt Cook. He ended fines and suspensions and, you know, in fact, the reason the rules came in with headshots, Matt Cook. It was Matt Cook that actually caused that. And if you didn't know, uh, some of the, the calls that get called with sticking your knee out where people get hurt. That was Alf Samuelson of the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time, formerly a Hartford Whaler too. So,
1: I would also say Andrew Shaw was pretty played on the edge a lot. He was a very aggressive player when he played
0: for Chicago and
1: mm. other teams, right? Like, he was very, he yep. got in your face and in your grill. But
0: okay, Jeremy's saying that uh, Biddington is a big crybaby.
1: <laughs> he definitely is, has a reputation right now for trying to stir the pot when he yeah. wanted to back it
0: up with a fight. So. Oh, man, bad, bad. Okay, hey, let's make a quick change. Let's move over. I have another <laughs> list because it's a new year, so we're going to talk about some predictions. Uh, we're going to go with some top 10 prediction type stuff here to hear uh, in a moment. But let's go back. So the last time we spoke about in Arizona, they had by, by, uh, passed a bylaw about... Building. Now, do you remember what had passed at that time? So it because... wasn't a
1: bylaw. It was a vote to move forward with the motion to present. Uh, That's what the, it was. Okay. The presentation for the new Tempe Arena on the land there in Tempe. And to, to still entertain it
0: with the motion. Okay. It, to
1: making an entertainment unit uh, there on top of the arena for the Arizona Coyotes organization on okay. top of all the other businesses that would go on that land.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, now the dates been set. Uh, I don't have the exact times in front of me. I'm not sure if it was May or June. I think it's May may, You got it? Okay. yeah. Tempe, Arizona will will be voting to build the new hockey district. So this will be it. It is either the Coyotes will be selling because they do not pass this vote and or they will be staying for the next 30 years and there's no more talk. Uh, Because this will actually happen. Frankly, I think it's going to happen. A lot what I'm actually hearing out of Arizona. It'll be interesting. We'll talk to Sean Fiery. He's out of Arizona. And uh, we'll see kind of what he thinks next week when we have our chat. And see if he's uh, heard anything outside of what Craig Morgan has been sharing out there. So, hey, something that... uh, Hey, Austin. How you doing, man? Um, Hey, something that's been being tossed around... And there's a lot of support from it. Not sure you've heard, but they'd like to change the schedule of the game now that they have 32 teams, and they'd like to make it an 84-game season. Now, but what it would mean is training camp would be shortened because the players are coming in well ready ahead of time. In fact, they have captain skates and stuff that they do on their own ahead of time. And the preseason would probably remove at least two to four games from preseason depending on the teams themselves. So they would only be getting in a max of four games in a preseason, shorten the training camp, and then add two more games to the schedule. What's your thoughts on it?
1: I like it. I think the preseason is a little long, in my personal opinion. I think it can be shorter. Um, I get that you want to see what you have in some of your rookies, players that are up and coming. But really, I mean, I don't need eight games of preseasons. Give me four to six max, that's it, or five across the board for every team, and that's it, and get going. Um, I don't mind an 84 game season. It, it really depends on what the players want, if they're comfortable with it, because that includes, again, extra play time, extra additional skate time, uh, travel time, things of that nature. Like, what does that schedule look like? Yeah. But I get it, it's 32 teams you got to accommodate. And if the owners are looking at this as uh, another way of increasing revenue, all the power to them. More extra games yeah. for people. One at home, one away.
0: So, And I, I think they're getting a lot of flack for the games they say they're including for preseason, but players are not play, paid for the preseason games themselves. Yeah. Right? And so it's a training camp. That's why you know, a lot of players that are vets have never really cared about those early ones. So, okay. So there's two things i like to do for the rest of what we have left of our show here today. So... First of all, I want to talk about most disciplining players that we've seen this season so far, and then the second thing I like to do is finish off with some predictions that we see for 2023 uh, happening here around the hockey world. And again, that's around the hockey world—could be NHL or outside in Europe. It could be in the junior ranks, uh, college, anywhere. So why don't we start with this? Who do you see as a discipline? Really disappointing this season to start in the uh, NHL. Are you talking
1: about teams or specific players?
0: No, players, players, disappointing players. Okay. Have you seen out there?
1: I'm going to say Panarin is one of the ones that has been kind of meh for the New York Rangers. Um, I know that they've been up and down and they've really gotten it going recently, but he hasn't been the superstar that people, that the Rangers wanted him to be. And he's yeah. really like, not really shown off what he could. Johnny Goudreau signing that big contract in the offseason with Columbus, he's put up points hasn't really made that big of an impact for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Granted that team has struggled with injuries but you're signing yeah. a big contract you gotta be, uh, you got to be able to pour, perform big and I think Johnny needs to step it up.
0: Okay, that's fair. So let me throw a player out that uh, I know for me, I've actually been quite disappointed in uh, so far this this year, and that is uh, Cedar, defenseman. Thomas, over, oh, Moritz Cider. Moritz Cider. Uh, I call him Cedar, Cedar because he's built like a cedar tree. Uh, but yeah, Seid, Moritz Cider has actually had a terrible plus minus. Now people say, "Well, don't follow plus minus." Well, follow him last year and follow him this year. He's a different player. And this shows you that your trajectory, your sophomore seasons, like p- people know what you're like now. Plus he's in a more important role now on a regular basis for that team, you know, with it, but it's still a disappointing season. I think for him from what was really expected to, like uh, I knew they he he'd fall a bit, but no one really thought that he'd fall this far.
1: I mean, it's, again, sophomore slump is what I say. People overhype sometimes one year, and then they, like, get really upset when the player doesn't perform a second year, right? So yeah,
0: that's another fair.
1: one which may or may not be a disappointment or, you know, Vancouver fans, you can let me know, but JT Miller, you know, after signing that big contract, you know, having a 99-point season, what happened, right? Like, he's been terrible defensively. And you know, I know he's not a 99 point player normally, but you know, you're expected a bit more from him, right?
0: Yeah, no, and, that, and that's true. I, I that's actually a player I didn't put on my, my front list. Now, of course, if we were talking about surprising players, I'd say Bo Horvat, but yeah. good on him. And by the way, I just want to make mention um, expect Bo Horvat to be the first piece to move when the trades start happening. I think he's oh. going to be the first piece to move before you see other pieces. Uh, and what do you,
1: where do you think he goes?
0: Ah, uh, man, I, I it's still a toss up right now, um, but I, I, I am still looking to a team like Detroit. I know they got their own issues to deal with with Larkin. Um, I still see, um, you know, um, you know, potentially, you know, um a move somewhere in the Eastern Conference. You know, could someone pick him up over there that's willing to give up something that's on the press? Um, I, I I, thought I had a better read on it outside of Detroit, and I still feel Detroit's the front runner. I don't know why, um, but that's only going to be if they get a sign and trade, because they're not doing it else yep. And But I could see him, you know, being the long-term, you know, running in there. So a player I'd like to, to say that has been quite a bit uh, of a disappointment this year actually is uh, Vasilevsky, actually, in Tampa Bay. We'll be talking about him next week uh, with uh, Sean Fiery. Now, Vasilevsky is running an 8.98 save percentage. Wow, The lowest he's ever had in any other season was 9.16. The team is not a lot different. I know they've always gone through injuries, but Vasilevsky, and I personally feel... It's the wear and tear of all those seasons of long hauls, plus other games that he plays and stuff outside, and he trains hard. He, Only he, goalie in history to play nineteen
1: games in the playoffs.
0: Not nineteen back. games. Oh yeah,
1: during the bubble, because the play in round.
0: Wow. Good fact there, buddy. Good fact. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Anyone else that maybe one more player you can think of that is disappointing this season? Oh, it's. I mean, there's quite a few that are. Um, Any stand out to you?
1: That stand out, yeah. I, it's it's hard to kind of.
0: Okay, here's here's one. How about Sam Reinhardt in Florida? Yeah. I mean that that guy was lighting it up. Look look on your charts. Uh, I didn't pull it up before I came on, but it just came to me. Sam Reinhardt, man, he was lighting it up in Florida last year. It was like such an excellent move for him. Previously to that, when he had got there, they weren't too sure. He signs his extension. He starts playing really well. I
1: got one, and Nick is on the show now watching it. He's the Calgary Flames fan. Jonathan Huberdeau.
0: Huberdeau, yeah.
1: Yeah, has been really struggling in Calgary.
0: Now, I don't call him a huge disappointment, but it's a disappointment considering that he was supposed to replace the points from Johnny Goudreau. What's that? 115 last year. Yeah. And what's he on pace for right now this year? 65? Yeah, I don't even know, but it's been disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Nick, if you're following, maybe you can kind of put it on there, Um, you know. Um, What do we got? Uh, I'm just kind of looking at what Jeremy's just coming in here and saying. Go ahead and read what Jeremy was saying there, bud. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sensing the Canucks are going to prioritize
1: either salary retention or picks for the big game players because their GM is under serious hot fire. I don't know, Jeremy, because they just brought in Patrick Alvino, so I don't know if he's under hot fire. If yeah. anything, the one big thing is is uh, there's some question marks as to why nothing has been done for the Vancouver Canucks. The other thing that uh, you have to look at is why they prioritize Miller over Horvat um, for signing him, and not even firing the coach now granted they're already still paying their previous coach. So they don't want to fire, um, right uh, now. Yeah. Boudreaux, Bruce Boudreaux, Bruce, there it is. And, and have two goalies that are on their payroll payroll, right. And then bring in the third one. That being said, I know that there's been rumblings about Rick Talkett coming in, whether that's this year or in the off season, Keep an eye out for Rick Tockett as a name for a potential suitor yeah. as a head coach for uh, uh, the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Yeah, and I, I would agree with you, uh, Patrick Elvin. And just com- coming in, he a lot of what they've done in the front house, whether we like or dislike his moves. Um, I I, th- I think they bank- He banked and gambled a little bit on a couple things, like we said about like the JT Miller. They was felt... a good pickup. I'll, I'll give him that. Andre yeah. Kuzmenko oh, that was a yeah. solid pickup. And but it was cheap. Inquiring. It was a cheap well, pickup, a though, right? One-year. Yeah. yeah. And, you the, know, but they're going to have to pay though now, right? It's yeah. going to cost K. them more if they.
1: Interesting. Nobody wants to take the Myers contract, which you know you're stuck with for at least one more year, I believe. You know, and Tyler so Myers there is been really disappointing. Go ahead. So,
0: so there is some talk that uh, if they want to unload and eat some of his salary for the rest of the year. There might be some possibility for some team, but they're going to have to eat his salary throughout the rest of his contract, right? Because um, he's still got a couple years left, does he not? I believe uh, I don't I have it have here. One more year left, maybe two. Yeah, to, that's my understanding. So there is a potential. That they feel like a relocation somewhere else. He's almost lost his heart in what he's doing. So, okay, why don't we make a quick switch? So, uh, from where we've been, and let's move over. By the way, one other player I'm going to say has been a huge disappointment. I just like to put it out there is uh, Jack Campbell in Edmonton. 873 save percentage. He's starting to play better. We're going to talk about goalies in the upcoming weeks here, and we'll we'll start walking through. We're going to hopefully I'm working on getting a goalie coach uh, that actually can actually come on uh, and share a little bit about some of the different um, nuances of, of the goaltending game when you're looking at stuff. So, okay, let's do this. Can you give me some predictions that you can see happening? It could be with teams and or individuals in 2023 in the hockey world. What do you see happening? Give me some predictions. A Canadian team goes to the
1: Stanley Cup final this year. I'll let you decide which one.
0: <laughs> well, that's a pretty bold prediction considering it's still been quite a while. Edmonton's struggling. Calgary's struggling. Vancouver, we know, is not going to make it there. Ottawa is not making the playoffs. Montreal's gone through a struggle. So that would tell us, are you saying Toronto has a chance to make it out of the first round? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. There's
1: that sounds like the only that team that I think that out. could do it. You're not thinking of the other team.
0: One last team. One last team. Uh Who did I the miss Winnipeg over there? Jets. Uh, oh, Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets. Sorry, and I apologize, Daryl. I <laughs> I brought you out earlier. That's right. The Jets are playing a hell of a game. Well, and that's all. It rests on the shoulders of Connor Helleback, though, right? And he's been playing
1: like a Vesna goalie. Yeah, between him
0: I, and Olmark. There's, I'm, there's that. Yeah, I, I'm worried he's not gonna be able to carry it that long throughout the year with that heavy of a workload though. He still carried a heavy workload, right? David
1: Riddick is doing what but, he can and you know he's been playing yeah. well and that team has really gelled together under Rick Bodis, and he seems to have revitalized uh Josh Morrissey's yeah. career. He's the he's the defensive whisperer. He did it with um Neil Heiskinen in Dallas. And he did it with uh um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who was who did he coach beforehand? Evan, remind me who bonus uh, Rick Bonus coached before uh, Dallas, Buffalo,
0: was Tampa Bay. Was he in Where's Buffalo? He oh man, who else? Remember? Hey, okay, Sean just came on. Uh, hey, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. I'm bundled up for the cold temps. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as cold as we thought it was going to be, Sean. Though no, it's but it still warm. will be cold. It, still it's, it's still it's, yeah. it's still fairly so cold uh, so goes, Sean ha, d- maybe you can make mention here if you're still there uh, did Rick Boness uh coach down in uh, Tampa i I, I don't actually recall me. or was he an assistant yeah i'm not sure if he was actually doing either so but no good point good point so that's okay.
1: one of my predictions
0: Okay, let, let me throw something out to you that I actually think, and so we, we had one of our, um, our our guests on the show who's become a, a friend of ours uh, that we greatly appreciate, um, and that's Jamie Baskow, uh, beat writer uh, for the FlyersNittyGritty.com down in Philadelphia. He can give you all the insights, him and his team with the uh, Phantoms, also with Lay Valley, but uh, Sean had talked about what this year was going to look like. Everything got messed around. The flyers have a hard time to actually say they're going to rebuild. They always are trying to retool on the fly, do something, bring big names. I'm going to predict that they are officially going to declare a rebuild by the end of this season. It will be a rebuild for the next three years. I do not see them trying to go a different direction. And I think that they purposely have gone this way with Fletcher doing it the way he has but let's say Fletcher will not be the GM. He may get one more year, and then get ousted partway. But I, I purposely see them leaving him in place while the rebuild begins. That's one of my predictions uh, for next sure. year. And
1: Rick Bonus was an assistant head coach for uh, Tampa Bay.
0: Oh, awesome! Awesome. Okay. You okay. you find that were you? Sorry. Oh. Okay. Oh, I okay. Find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, now I I mentioned it. You would ask me. We we're talking about Bull Horvath because Jeremy was asking those questions. Um, so one of my predictions is that uh, Horvath will stay in the Western Conference, and, and of course because I, I think it's going to be Detroit. But if not, I mean I, you know, there's always a possibility he ends up with one of the other contenders. And in the like, Eastern Conference. Um, oh yeah, I forgot they moved long time ago. Okay, well then I'm going to move it to the East then. <laughs>
1: I predict he's going to go to either so, St. Louis or hey, Colorado.
0: When my age is showing, when if you've known Detroit for many years, they were always a Western Conference team. So it's really hard still to get used to them being in the Eastern Conference.
1: In today's episode, we're going to go over geography with Evan.
0: If we all remember, Pittsburgh played them in the Stanley Cup. Why? Two years straight because they were a Western Conference team. So in all fairness... Uh, I, I, I would like to plead the fifth, as my fellow Americans would say. Oh, by the way, hey, just like to put uh, a big shout-out. I'd like to thank, so right now, the states, you, those in the United States, uh, specifically because the states in Canada are our biggest followership. So thanks to the state of New York, we got our top followers in the state of New York, the state of Nevada, the state of California, and the state of Florida. So you are our front-runners in Canada course we give a big shout out for our local province alberta which has always been our top uh for also ontario and also manitoba that's our third highest province before we move over to british columbia so i don't know where you are folks if you're in bc you got to jump on board because i'd like to give you a shout out sometime and then again when we're talking about other countries going um slovakia and uh czechia Recently, You guys have had more followers over there, so thanks. And we always thank you guys in Australia, man. It's always great having you on. Okay, give me one last one, one last prediction. I'm going to end with one each, and then we're going to call her a night. The Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs this year
1: in the Atlantic.
0: They make the playoffs,
1: and where are they sitting right now? I think they're fifth, right behind Detroit. Whoa.
0: So if they're wow, so they're sitting at forty-two points in thirty-nine games. Yeah, because they picked up. They're losing, right? I know. Uh, I on Twitter, and Florida, you,
1: Florida may not make it.
0: So you've got Boston, Tampa Bay, and Toronto.
1: Tennessee, yeah, Toronto's in second, but you have those three yeah. teams.
0: Florida Florida have, has three games in hand on Buffalo and same amount of points. Florida right?
1: struggling though.
0: It uh, yeah no they've uh, that that's you gonna be a tough one no 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 it's it's totally fair as we're kind of looking in there you know i i'm just looking at when you go to the wild card right now uh i, I didn't ask for bold predictions i just asked for predictions by the way but that's oh. okay Um, uh, but they're they're right there with new york you're right so new york florida the islanders the sabers and uh the panthers and the red wings um, I I mean, it's amazing that the Flyers are still there with 41 points in 42 games. Can you believe that? I mean, they they found a way to stick around. Careful, Flyer fans. You kind of want your team to not play so well, don't you? Want Connor Bedard? <laughs> okay, well let let me go over. Here's one of the ones that should be an easy. Mike's I I if Mike Smith, if you're listening, maybe you can put in whether it's. Post listening, or if you're listening even right now, uh, but I think David Pasternak re-signs another one-year contract. I think that at the end of this season, we're going to find that he's going to sign for another one-year contract. Uh, and if I could add, Pierre Bergeron, I think has another two to three years left before he, but he's going to be doing like David and going Game with one Greece. year at a time uh patrice bergeron sorry <laughs> I, i'm getting my names all messed can you, can up you guys right see now.
1: that we're a little rusty in the new year we're not as uh, polished as we were at the end of the year uh, 2023 is all about learning from your mistakes
0: uh, jeremy says i don't know if bedard could handle torts uh yeah, well i actually uh that's very true but uh they wouldn't keep torts around if they got bedard yeah. they'd probably keep them for the first uh year and then move them on though most likely, but yeah, I don't think he's that. Uh, I think Bedard is the, I mean, the highest is when you're looking. Um, we're really looking probably at like Chicago is a really, really high chance. And uh, Montreal, is, Arizona. Uh, yeah. Well, who, who we, um, so let's just take a quick look at the, uh, uh, because you're going by percentages now at this point, right? Yeah. So really right now, when I'm looking at this, you really are looking at uh, Montreal, San Jose, Arizona, Anaheim, Columbus, and Chicago. But it's Anaheim, Columbus, or Chicago that's probably going to get them. The highest percentage chance. And I, I'm just saying this. I'm going to make a prediction. You guys ready? Get prepared to build the market even more in California as Anaheim has Mason McTavish already. They already have Trevor Zegers and could they bring in Connor Bedard? I think the chances are high. That's my guess where he lands in the lottery. Could you uh, that 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 rebuild will be moving fast if that happens. They got Jamie Drysdale on the back end. They have Cam Fowler to kind of start training or they move him. I could see by the way. Cam Fowler, there's a good uh, trade deadline that could possibly go that nobody's talking about right now either, right? <laughs> Batman. Oh, Sean, Sean had to get last word in here. Sean, we're going to give you the last word of the night before we go. Batman wants them in Arizona. <laughs> oh, you're right. They got Zellwinger. That's right. They do too, Jeremy. I saw that too. So, Sean, you didn't get last word. Jeremy got it in. We're going to give him the go. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a blast. It's been good coming back, uh, being with you guys again. I just want to remind you, Pavel, give him the heads up. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, Make sure to check us out. We are going
1: live on our Facebook feed. Or you can also catch us on YouTube, Twitter. Um, Follow us on uh, uh, Facebook and or Twitter. RevanEv is where you can find Evan. You can find us at hockey underscore two. We love hearing from you guys, having debates and discussions. Friendly and professional and respectful. Never name-calling. I can only name-call Evan. That's the only (laughs) perk I get in this world. But, yeah. We appreciate it, guys. We, we we appreciate all you guys do, all the support, all the engagement. You guys are rock stars, and you know your hockey better than either of us. So that's good because it makes us uh, uh, a little bit more attentive to our details and how we do our jobs here. Uh,
0: with, with the wonder of the internet, you can be embarrassed pretty quick. <laughs> this is why I don't well, tweet a
1: lot because I don't want it to come back and haunt me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I find that sometimes happens. I try to do my research before that happens. Well, it's been a wonderful guy. Any last thought, man? No. Happy New Year. I'm looking
1: forward. You guys can uh, let us know your bold predictions for the upcoming uh, year in Hockey.
0: And uh, it's been a blast. Evan, final thoughts? Yeah, no. I'm excited to be back. We have a full season that's coming up ahead. I'm looking forward to uh, having some good hockey talks. And uh, if uh, some of you guys are waiting on an invite, it will be coming in the next couple of weeks. We're going to start loading up our shows again with all our wonderful guests and then our greatest super fans ever. So again, make sure to follow, subscribe Uh, for those that aren't always on social media. One of the technically being a social media is through YouTube. Definitely subscribe to us on YouTube. It's a really easy way to throw it up on your TV and uh, be able to check back and relax. I sometimes I'll sit back and relax and try to go through the show to see all the mistakes that Pavel does afterwards. And thanks Jeremy.
1: It's been a blast having you on. We hope to see you again next week.
0: All right, guys. Well, in the meantime, and in between time, keep your sticks on the ice. Stay safe. Cheers.